Have you ever wanted to break the cycle of bad habits? Welcome to the next edition of Power to the People Pleasers. My name is Amy Ballantyne, and I am so excited to have you tuning in to check out this podcast. I am joined today with Tamara Tamara, the director of Listowel Hypnosis Center. I'm so excited to have you here today. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, great. Thank you, Amy, for having me. Um, so again, my name is Tamara Suido. I'm the director of Listowel Hypnosis Center, and I uh, help people make changes in any behaviors that they want to better themselves with, whether it's losing weight or stopping smoking or stress management or, you know, fear of flying, just any kind of behaviors that they want help with, we use hypnosis to help them do that. I love that. I love that. And I'd love to hear from you. How, how has people pleasing shown up in your life? Yeah. So it was really interesting because when I saw you uh, had this, this, um, you know, this conversation going, I thought it was so in my radar because growing up, I was such a people pleaser. I didn't know, right? I just kind of thought this is how you do things. And then as I was in my learnings and I was getting my own mentorship, you know, I have my own mentor, um, I, it really became apparent how it was really hurting me. And it's interesting now because as I see clients, I can see that theme in, in many clients and how it's hurting them. And like I said, I didn't know that it was it was any that it was even a choice when I was growing up. And I was the youngest child and then the middle child. So I had this idea subconsciously, this idea, this belief that I have to do for everyone to be a good person, to fit into the family unit. Yeah. And it was it was kind of like um, as I was going through life, at first it wasn't a big deal, right? I could give my sister my stuffed animal, whatever, right? You know, but then later on it started to be bigger issues that I was putting myself on the back burner for. And I felt this really internal like push and pull and it just didn't feel congruent. Um, and I, I got into like almost like resentment. So, mm -hmm. um, a good story that I like to tell, and, and I believe I mentioned to you before, is a story by Virginia Satir, which is, she was a family therapist, and she wrote a great book called The New People Making. Mm -hmm. And in her book, she talks about dynamics in the family and communication. And uh, one of the stories she tells is about these four coping stances that we use to get out of things that don't feel good. Yeah. So she has the blamer, she has the placator, she has the analyzer and she has the distractor in her book and uh they're all in the middle of a lake they're in a boat and they're having a good time and all of a sudden there's a hole in the boat and the boat's getting water in it it's really it's sinking it's going down and the blamer looks at everyone and goes who put the hole in the boat <laughs> and the placator, the placator says well don't worry because i'll jump out and it won't sink as fast mm. And the analyzer looks down and goes, well, at this rate, we'll sink in 3.4 seconds. <laughs> and the distractor goes, oh, look, there's a bird. No one's doing anything about the hole in the boat. It's still sinking. And so um, my mentor taught me this story. And, and I, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I am, I'm holding the boat up, right? I'm 
I'm, I'm in the water drowning, holding the boat up. And, and then I'm blaming everyone for them making me hold the boat up. So I was going from one extreme to another. And I was doing this in all kinds of ways with family, with friends. And I was wondering, you know, in, in my mind, I'm going, you know, why can't I make a solid, like solid connection that just feels congruent with my needs and wants. And, you know, but in, in my head, I was going back and forth on the pendulum. So I was going, oh, whatever you need, just tell me whatever you need, running to them. And then when my needs weren't being met, I was going, they took all my time. And now I don't have any energy for myself, those, you know. And so so it was so messy for a long time. And uh, I just, you know, I'm so grateful. I, I still have to work on it. Like, for example, I was playing squash yesterday <laughs> and, uh, and the, the ball, the, the person I was playing, the, the ball kind of hit the line, but wasn't like really over. And I was like, that's okay. You can have the point. And, and so I can still do it, but at least it's on a very smaller scale. And when I do it, I kind of just laugh at myself now and go, oh yeah, there I go. But it's not, I don't get into the spider web of it as, as often. And it's really helpful to have feedback to, to get myself out of that. Thank goodness I found that. So when I see clients doing it, I can, I can really gauge, like, it's like because I've gone through this myself, I can have empathy for them. But I also know that there's another side that's a lot. Um, yeah. I love that. You know, one of the things that resonated with me, I talk a lot with clients about how we are role modeling for the next generation in our actions, our behaviors, our thinking, all of this. And it's interesting to me right off the bat, you said that you you weren't sure where you had picked it up. And isn't that interesting, right? But I love that you are a person that can help people break the cycle of bad habits with this idea of hypnotism. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so so hypnosis helps so much with, um, you know, when you think about your conscious and your subconscious mind, right? Mm -hmm. So we have our conscious mind, if we think of our conscious mind as like the rider of a horse, okay? It's the cowboy cowgirl. And the, the subconscious is the horse. So the conscious mind, the, the rider might think, oh, I'm going to tell the horse to go this way and I'm going to tell the horse to go that way. And that might be okay for, for a bit, but if there's a rattlesnake in the yard, well, that horse is going to go whatever way it wants to go to get out of the, to get away from the danger that it sees. And, and so with hypnosis, it's about getting both sides on the same page so that you can feel that your, your conscious uh, goals, your conscious uh, what you want and, and where you want to go, that the subconscious is helping you to get there. But a lot of the times we get it gets messy because we resent what we're doing. We, we get angry at ourselves. We get, you know, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. And so then there's this push and pull. And the first, the very first step is to really appreciate our subconscious for helping us in the best way that it knows how. So when I was growing up, you know, it was learned from my, my mom and my parents about this placating. Um, and I didn't know any different because really we're all being hypnotized right from the get go. Yeah. We don't have any we don't have any knowledge as a little kid. We just think, oh, this is how we handle things. And we're watching the people around us. And so so I learned it and I, I didn't realize it was a learned behavior until later on. But um, what it was doing for me at the time was helping me feel like I belonged, helping me feel like I was a good person, helping me feel you know, 
And and then later on when it started to work against me, well, I hadn't shown my subconscious any other way to get what I needed to know I was a good person, uh, to build my self-respect, my self-worth, so that I didn't have to chase that messiness of, please like me, and then why do you keep taking advantage of me? You know, that, that yeah, mess. Such a battle. <laughs> it is, yeah. So hypnosis really helps with, with calming the conscious mind down, like by relaxing mm -hmm. it and letting the subconscious get the suggestions that really help us feel solid, help us know that we're meant to be here, help mm -hmm. us know that we can make changes, that, you know, that we are good people, even if we make decisions that don't serve us or that it's mm -hmm. not about us as a person. It's just a behavior. It's learning, you know, it's like our, I, I do this a lot with clients where I go, there's you and there's your behavior and they're separate. You've got to separate yourself because you've changed your behavior millions of times in your life from learning to walk to, yes. learning, you know, to talk to all these things. And so if we know we can do it in just that kind of basic general idea, we know we can do it. With our beliefs as well and so you know on the christmas theme hopefully there's no kids watching this but you know how when we're young we believe in certain things like mm -hmm. uh, um, and then we learn later that it, it's not what we thought mm -hmm. and uh, we we get over that we get over that belief and we kind of go oh yeah that's just something i used to believe and i think that's important to know we can do that with all kinds of ways mm -hmm. so yeah, so you know, starting starting in a doable step is always important. Like instead of what I did, which is something I don't suggest, which was going anything you want, and then I was going nothing at all. So <laughs> yeah. I like that way, especially with certain people in my life that you know, I was going, yes, 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 just anything you want, I'll do whatever you want. And then when I started getting more resentful and I started to get, you know, busier in my life, I went, Nope, I'm not doing anything at all. And it was too there was there was just too, too much drastic. Yeah, and I would have been more wise to know there was a sweet spot where I could start building my boundaries. Mm -hmm. Building my healthy boundaries of going maybe, well, not right now, but maybe I can do it tomorrow. Something like that instead yeah. of all or nothing mm -hmm. um so now that i'm a little more wise i do that you know i've built that and i know when to implement it faster than wait too long and and then try to implement it um and just like be more curious and more discovery uh focused mm -hmm. instead of thinking of it as good bad right wrong because yes. i think that's a big thing that happens too. We look at things in black and white and we look at it as about us as people. Uh, yes, yeah, so so being able to be discovering about ourselves and being like gentle with ourselves. Yeah. And then also being like just curious about other people. And again, just being in a sense of discovery instead of it being so, you know, I, I, I yeah, perfect. And yeah, and I know I had a, I was guilty of that where like, you know, I, I almost dug in my heels with the, the martyrdom or the placating because I thought I'm righteous. And, and when I blamed them later, I actually, you know, was like, but I did everything for them and I was digging my heels in. And I had like, you know, I have this um, kind of this experience recently where somebody was telling me, well, you did everything for that person. And I thought, wow, that is not helping me at all. I've got a vaccinated because yeah. you're, you know, what you're saying, if I let it, it could fuel my fire yeah. and, you know, I could just keep staying stuck. 
So there's there's a lot of our own accountability for being able to surrender that, you know, we're just learning. We're, we don't have the answers. We, you know, we get them as we go. It's experiences and it's being compassionate with ourselves and other people and just kind of knowing that everyone's doing the best they can with what they know. And we've got we've to gotta be willing to know that we're good people. We're meant to be the people we are, but the learnings and behaviors are all meant to change. That's that's uh, one of my favorite uh, phrases uh, when when we're looking at how we're handling situations, right? Trying to be the fly on the wall in our own life to to watch ourselves to become more aware is isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. Taking away the judgment, taking away the pressure, just just noticing, okay, noticing how I felt uh, during that comment that the woman said, you know. You're doing everything for everyone, noticing uh, when these behaviors are coming up. So I'd love to know, you serve so many different people yeah. um, in your in your practice. How does people pleasing show up for someone who's there help getting help for things like weight loss or smoking? Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. So so if we go back to the idea of like when I was saying how I felt like incongruent with, mm -hmm. with like my basic needs weren't being met because I was choosing to give my energy mm -hmm. to everyone else or other people. And so then it was manifesting in not great behaviors. Like I was, you know, I might be overeating or uh, some people might go to smoking. Some people might go to nail biting. Some people, right? So we start manifesting because our subconscious is going, you know, I need, I, I'm not getting the needs that I, I really basically need. And um, and so I'm, you know, manifest in other ways that come out the, the mm -hmm. and, and then we start kicking ourselves about that more, you know, and, and then mm -hmm. it just gets messier. So yeah, people that are coming in, they, they may not always be the in the placating role. They may be in the blaming. They may be a combination. They may be in the analyzing where they talk in their heads over and over and over and analyze their and before they make any actions, they think they have to figure out every type of variables, you know, situation that could come. And, and then they all of a sudden, two hours later, they're not doing anything. And, they're, um, and then their system goes in overwhelm and, and they look for a break or they're distracting and they don't. Distractors are, are you know, some people that don't want to, they don't want to feel any negative emotions. So it's like mm -hmm. distracting objects. Like yeah. squirrel, <laughs> and and so that can be really harmful to them because again, they're not they're not leveling and they're not going okay. Here's what I need, or here's what's going on. Here's what I can do. Here's the situation. So many people that come in, like the the placating um, people that are coming in, it definitely manifests in in behaviors most of the time, uh, very unhealthy behaviors because. They're avoiding dealing with, and, and they, you know, most of us think of it as a big scary deal or a big, you know, monster in the closet idea, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh, if I say no to my husband, he'll divorce me or something. We get like this big idea. Yes. And it's, it's interesting how when you do one of the actions, it's usually not that big of a deal or mm -hmm. if you're to handle it even if it is a big deal that you can like be calm about it and you can know that that's just them adjusting to a different dynamic yeah. and so it's about this this very you know subtle confidence this calmness that allows you to know that hey you know it's just it's just a learning thing it's just an experience but i've got to start somewhere otherwise i stay 
in my my old you know sabotaging behaviors i actually had a client yesterday come in and she's been uh dealing with like her mom uh when she was being raised her mom was like the the taking care of the household, right? It was the cooking, the cleaning, the everything, the husband was, you know, she had to take care of the husband and the family. And so my client has been caught in that. And, and it's really like every, you know, for the first bit I saw her, it was like, I am so bored. I'm just so bored. And, and, and she really was struggling with this idea of the belief that she was that created when she was growing up from her mom and almost like there was like a loyalty to her mom about it like she didn't mm -hmm. want it to feel kind of loyal and so now she's starting to kind of pleasing her mom <laughs> even though her mom's passed yes exactly. uh, yeah. it's still there because we're as we're young right we, we can be carrying all kinds of beliefs and anchors and and all kinds of things that are even we're not consciously thinking about them but they're with us if we don't clean them up or reframe them yeah. so yeah so she's she's starting to you know give herself permission and she's really enjoying being more social and taking time for herself mm -hmm. more but it's a process it really really is it's a process we can't expect perfection like i said i've been doing this a long time and yesterday i said like you said amy yeah that's interesting that i just <laughs> gave a point away in my game right so yeah so i think i think having some humor about it helps i think that having gentle compassion for yourself helps a lot and knowing that it's coming from a positive place if we if we're getting angry at ourselves for our behaviors it's it's we're just going to be fighting ourselves and so first of all like being curious what what is this doing for me and even if you don't know exactly like guess chances are you'll get traction that way. You can go, hmm, maybe I'm stressed. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm not satisfied and need, like I need to relax, or maybe I need to delegate some of the chores around the house, or maybe I need to have more time for myself, you know? So maybe I need to work on my confidence of knowing that I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm worthwhile to have around, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I love that. So, you know, we're here talking about breaking the cycle of bad habits and you are an expert in the hypnosis world. Can you share, you know, what does hypnosis look like for a person who's never experienced it? I've experienced it, so I, I, I know, but for someone who's never experienced it, can you give some guidelines so that we can understand you could be a person to help them break those bad habits? Yes, I'd love to. Um, yes, so so hypnosis can have a stigma, can't it? Mm -hmm. um, I I posted something on social media, and one of the uh, what what somebody put a meme of a cat with a um, you know oh, a, 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 oh yeah, there you know, and, and most that was the only one, but most people were like, oh, I'm interested in that, but it's still it's still out there for sure, and and um, you know, hey, it, it gets interest, so that's fine, mm -hmm. but. But hypnosis, actually, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So uh, you, the, the person, the client is the one doing it. I'm just a teacher or a guide, but they're the ones actually doing it. So there's really good examples of hypnotic-like states that we go in and out of at least three times a day. You know, scientifically, they say at least three times we go, we go into a hypnotic-like state. So an example, 
uh, would be watching a movie. So I don't know about you, but if you're watching a movie and let's say it's really sad, like the dog dies or something and you're crying and you're, you know, you're, or if you had a hard day and you come and it's like a really funny show, like a, a really great comedy and all of a sudden you're laughing and you feel lighter. Mm -hmm. So these are like emotional suggestions. You're not, they're not happening to you, but you're feeling the emotion that they're portraying because you're in a nice relaxed state and, and you're getting into the story. So that's a hypnotic state. Um, another example is driving. Lots of people will be driving and all of a sudden they're home. And it's Maybe not a great state to be in. <laughs> It's, it's interesting though because you'll, you'll notice that you're doing everything you need to do. Your gas, your your you're just kind of go. Your subconscious is run is doing the driving. And if there was brake lights, you would just come out of it and consciously respond. Mm -hmm. And then you can go back into thinking about groceries or thinking about your day. Mm -hmm. So that's another hypnotic state. Uh, another good example is: Do you know what roll up the rim is? Do you know who does that? Tim Hortons. Yeah. So even if, you never, even if you never had a coffee there or a donut, you would know what that is because there's billboards, there's the radio, there's people with cups. And so even if you've never gone into Tim Hortons, you would know Roll Up the Rim is part of their company is, is what they do for promotion. And so we're getting, we're in it, we're getting kind of hypnotized all through our lives every day in some way. There's a lot of well, everyone has an, has unofficial hypnotists in their lives as well. Like I was saying, growing up, we're getting hypnotized by our, and so it's repeti repetition, it's fixation, and so uh, what we tend to say is that we we help people unhypnotize their, themselves so that they can choose how and be more aware of the useful hypnosis or the unuseful and vaccinate against that better. I, I want to just say, you know, let's hypnotize everyone listening today. Um, you are enough. You are enough. You are worthy, right? Like these positive statements. What if, what if we had that playing in all the billboards and all of the <laughs> commercials yes. all day long? Imagine a different world, right? Right. It would be a huge difference. It would be huge. So what we, what a lot of the things we do in, in our programs is teach self-hypnosis. Um, and that's a lot of that is knowing how to talk to yourself in an effective way. So there's lots of people I've been in this where I, you know, I eat a chocolate bar and I go, how could you do that? You know that that's not right. And now you have to go on the treadmill for half an hour at least, you know, and it's, it's like berating myself. And in, instead, uh, we want to focus on what's useful in like talking to ourselves, you know, in a really effective way of saying, I, like you said, Amy, I am enough. I know I'm worthy. I, I love myself. I know I can get my goals. I take action. I can change, you know, like we can just kind of really be really more effective, but you don't know how you're talking in your head because you kind of just think this is the way everyone talks in their head. But when I teach self-hypnosis, we go through something called the three P's. So P is in Peter and one is for present tense. So already happening. Another is for uh, first person, I, me, my. Another is for positive, what you want, not what you don't want. Yeah. And it's interesting how many people are, are using, like I know for me, I was saying you should go to the gym instead of mm. I want to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, you know, maybe I will work out instead of I enjoy working out. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the negative, I had a client come in and we talked for about half an hour and he's going, I don't want to stress anymore. I just don't want to stress anymore. <laughs> well, guess what you're doing? Yeah. And I kept saying, <laughs> okay, well, what do you want? And he's going, I'm telling you, I don't want to stress. <laughs> How can I make this any clearer? And I'm going, okay. Eventually I said, what's the opposite word of stress? And it yeah. took him about 30 seconds of sitting there going, hmm, what is the opposite? Finally, he said, I want to be calm. I want to be confident. And right away he said, that feels so different. Yeah. Because it, it's totally, we think in images, don't we? So if mm-hmm. I said, don't think of a pink elephant by the lake wearing black stockings. Just don't think of a pink elephant by the lake wearing black stockings. And automatically you're thinking of a pink elephant, right? Yes. And so when he kept saying, I don't want to stress, all he was doing was stress, stress, stress. Thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, so there's some, sim- it's simple, but it can be pretty magical when you learn how to do things in a more useful, compassionate way. And it can be way more enjoyable, way easier. I love that. I love, you know, what I have connected with your heart so much that uh, you are about helping people to create their best life, live their best life by, you know, shifting mindset, shifting thinking. I love it. I love the compassion that I feel from you. I totally recommend people connecting with you uh, on Instagram, Listowel Hypnosis on Instagram, uh, at your website, listowelhypnosis.com. You know, as we wrap up here, I'd love to hear what is your your final parting thought uh, for those who have been listening today? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, first of all, before we go, thank you so much for having me and thank you for what you're doing as well, because I, you know, we need to get this out here. And uh, yes, you know, same idea. I can feel the the um, warmth from you as as well as where you're going. And that's why I was really excited to be on here. So um, I think that the, the biggest thing, you know, just really starting to be curious about what it is that the behaviors or the beliefs that are really feeling like you're struggling with, being curious about what they could be doing for you and really being grateful that your your subconscious taught you somehow to navigate at some point that was useful, but that maybe, you know, what if you could find something that just was matching better to where you are now that felt more congruent and more solid and could really spill over into all kinds of great ways into your life. Maybe it doesn't go as easy all the time right away. You know, people are people and there's people in our lives that might need to catch up with us and and all of that, but just being in a sense of discovery. So um, one thing I wanted to mention is that Virginia Satir also talks about this idea of low pot, high pot. And what she says is that when we have a low pot, where you know that's when we get into a lot of um, of resentment, anger. That's when we get into those those coping stances, and we're because we're our pot isn't full, and we we really want to fill our pot, which is our self worth, which is our self respect, so that the overflow can go to everyone else. And I know there's lots of analogies with this, with like cups of water and and all of that. And, it's really, really is important. So start somewhere. You don't have to fill your cup like that, but start to be um, give yourself permission and give yourself that gift of, of filling it, even if it has to go a bit slower. That's okay. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I know that you had uh, something you wanted to offer to the listeners. Can you tell yes, us? Yes, that's that? right. Yeah. So so I've sent uh, and Amy will send it out um, a audio program called Confidence Creator. 
And so this is a, a really great audio program that uh, is used with, it's one of the programs used in our, in our uh, clinic. And so you want to listen to it while you're relaxing, but it's, it's really helpful to start to get into that nice state of that hypnotic state where your subconscious can accept the wonderful suggestion. So please enjoy. And, and if anyone wants extra help, uh, like Amy mentioned, there's lots of ways to get in contact with me. So I would love to hear from you. Awesome. Wow, Tamara, this was a great conversation. So wonderful to be here with you today. And I want to thank you. Thank everyone for listening to this episode and stay tuned for the next episode of Power to the People Pleasers. Have a great day.